mic mic check. Yeah, I heard you. Alright, that's the, the answer. Alright, you hear me? I was thinking last time that like, you gotta get just close enough to almost kiss the joint, and then they have it reject you. That's, that's what it is. A wild analogy. It's an accurate one, but a wild one. Uh, welcome back <laughs> to the Herb Serenity Podcast with Alex and Herb. My name is Herb. Uh, the real name Edberto Vasquez El Segundo, but they want that on the shirt. <laughs> if we can figure out how to get it on there properly, I'm with it. Um, you got sides over here. Sides over there. <laughs> if I if I start putting my name on the side of a shirt, it ain't gonna be seen get stuck up under the rolls. You know what I'm saying? I'm a very large man, uh, not a very small man, but that's the way the world works sometimes. Um, with me is my co-host, uh, just Alex. Since people love that uh, name I gave myself, just Alex. How y'all doing? And our special guest for the day is Bodybuilder Michelle. I've never called her anything else, and I never will call her anything else because that is what she means the most to me. It is the most exciting thing that I've ever heard when she was introduced, and I've seen it for myself. Uh, I've seen her lift people-sized boxes over the top of her head. Um, I've seen her... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen her push up enough weight with no exhaustion. I've seen her go up and down flights of steps with no sweat drops. That is impressive. Uh, yeah, it's, that's impressive. I'm talking about first step, yeah. your boy's leaking. All right. Um, <laughs> so Michelle, go ahead and introduce yourself to the world for us. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Michelle. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know? Um, I've been a personal trainer now for going on 14 years. Um, I started competing, I started prepping in 2008 for my first competition and did my first competition in 2009. From there on, I did one a quarter. So it was four shows a year. That's um, crazy. The, the reason I got into um, bodybuilding was I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and a disease called spondylitis in 2002. And okay. My prognosis was that I was going to end up wheelchair bound within a few years. Oh. And so, okay. if anyone knows me and knows how I move, me sitting in a chair all day is just not going to happen. Right, 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 right. So, I followed um, doctor's orders. My rheumatologist said to me, I need you to do this, this, and this. Get with a personal trainer and start um, developing the muscles in your back to support your spine. And all these years later, I'm still on my feet. I'm nowhere near a wheelchair, um, and I've got all the energy in the world. I'll be 52 next month, and I'm just loving life. And every day, um, I choose to eat in a certain manner to put, you know, I still have my cheat meals here or there, but I eat more clean food. Um, I take it to work, whether it's baked fish, grilled chicken, yeah, um, things that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I drink plenty of water. Um, I have my oatmeal and eggs every morning religiously. So all this had to go towards, because the between the um, rheumatoid and the spondylitis, it causes a lot of inflammation within the body. And so in order to reduce the inflammation, um, I removed alcohol, um, salt, sugar. And like I said, I have my cheat meal. I've gone out with friends and had some drinks, but it's few and far between. Um, I don't... I've gotten to a point I really don't desire the taste of, of alcohol whatsoever. It's just, you're doing it, you do it for so long right. that 
you know, it just becomes daily routine and habit. And when you go off, you feel like crap after. Right. <laughs> so, yes. you know, I started this journey pretty much to save my life. And through the journey I went through, I was, I grew up around horses on a farm and everything. So my idea of exercise was working outside. The idea of going into a gym and working out was foreign to me. I didn't understand. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, but I did what I was told to do, followed the doctor's um, orders, and I saw the miracle of working out. I saw the miracle of changing, you know, your eating habits. A lifestyle change is what it was. It was necessary right. in order to sustain longevity in this world. <laughs> right, right, right. So, here I am, and knock wood, and because of that journey, um, I became... Sorry. No, no. I, I want one of those in every show. And so far, it's been the guest every time. Keep it going. Need <laughs> that. I don't um, know. Y'all can see her face. <laughs> Just like, what? Because of that journey, I um, went out and got certified. And I wanted to be able to give back um, what all the information, all the knowledge that I learned, and to help people have longevity in their lives. So that's why... I am where I am today. <laughs> and that is why we have you on the show. Yo, um, I'm so hyped. <laughs> I mean, you flew through. Like, I was about to say, why did you get started? You answered that. Why? Blah, blah. Oh, we, we definitely got to readdress, uh, like, <laughs> exercise saving your life. Because, yeah, that's, that's, I need that. Yeah. Ooh. And so the prognosis was that it was that I was going to end up in a wheelchair um, within a few years. And so my rheumatologist said to me, he says, I need you to get with a personal trainer. Um, this is what I need you to do. I need to change your um, eating habits. So that's all I needed to hear because I have a great love for life. And so the idea of being stuck in a wheelchair is just inconceivable. And so um, full steam ahead, I got with a personal trainer and we pretty much built my body from the ground up to look at me. You know, without working out, I was an athlete most of my life. I rode thoroughbred race horses as well. So between doing running track and riding horses and swimming, um, I already had a you oh, know good base. a good base to work with. And so when I went to the trainer, um, I told him all the information that my rheumatologist said to me. And so he covered my nutrition and um, my training and my cardio. So, like I said, build it from the ground up. Um, I had to strengthen the muscles in my back was the first and foremost thing to support my spine. So, you know, to prevent the whole situation with a wheelchair. Right. So we worked on that. And that was in 2004. I started with him August 2004. And then um, it was December 2008 that we built an incredible foundation. Like it's an incredible. You know, one of the most amazing thing what the human body can do. Yeah. And so December 2008 was when we decided, okay, let's do the stage because he liked my physique from day one and he won, he always wanted to have someone that he could put on the stage. So we started the journey for that in 2000, December 2008. In April 2009 was when I did my first show. Where did you place? Um, I finished the first and third. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So... It was a great start to the journey. Yeah. And we did um, one show a quarter. Okay. So um, the diet is extremely um, restrictive, but 
because I was working with him for four years leading up to that, I was already on that, um, you know, restrictive eating anyways. Um, with the um, rheumatoid and the spondylitis, um, rheumatoid arthritis is just inflammation within the body. Mm -hmm. Arthritis period is inflammation. So in order to deal with it, I removed alcohol, um, salt, sugar. Um, I did research on all fruits and vegetables because even though there's, you know, vegetables are supposed to be healthy, certain vegetables will cause inflammation within the body. Um, same with um, fruits. So I did research on anti-inflammatory foods. And so that's all I ate was anti-inflammatory foods, anything that could cause any inflammation. I went from that period of time to after my first competition mm -hmm. without a cheat meal. Wow. Because that's my mentality. It's like, you tell me I have to do this. This is what I'm doing. I go full steam ahead. And which is a good and a bad quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So after my competition, I can't remember where we went. It was either for, out for burgers or pizza or something. And the very next day, right back on track. And so I did that until the next quarter where I did the next competition. And then I had a cheat meal right after the show, the night of, and then back on again. So you're constantly in that mode. A lot of people will have more than, you know, one or two cheat meals a week leading mm -hmm. up and then they start pulling them back before they get on stage. Not me. I just, I stayed away from, my idea of a cheat meal was going to Ruby Tuesday and getting their baked, their grilled salmon with a yeah. sweet potato on the side with nothing on it yeah, and the salad bar. <laughs> And the salad bar, <laughs> the salad bar, all, all I had on there, because at the salad bar, Ruby Tuesdays, that was my favorite place to go. They have balsamic vinegar and they have olive oil separate. Right. And okay. So that's what I use for my dressing. Okay. Are you still active uh, with the competitions? Um, I am. However, the last competition I did was the Arnold's in March of 2018. Okay. And um, in the midst of prepping last year for one, I ended up tearing my hamstring right off the bone. No. So I was out for three months and I had surgery, repaired it. And then I got back into work. Then COVID hit, the gyms closed. So finally back on track again, hopefully to get back to it next year. And now Herb had an interesting question <laughs> about that. I do. I, all right. So uh, you mentioned that before you got the doctor's news, like working outside was, was, was your your hard hitting exercise, right? Like gym wasn't a thing for you. Yeah. Now with the gyms being closed, right? Like, what do people do? Uh, I don't. Uh, obviously, everybody has to stay fit. You're staying fit. Uh, what are you doing to, to keep in shape? What can people do in the midst of this uh, social distancing? Uh, can't use the same equipment. Um, I mean, what, like, how how do we act? We don't all have personal gyms. Uh, is there another way? Um. Currently, um, the gyms are open right here right now. However, they were closed for months. Um, throughout the, that period of time, um, you guys ever heard of the TRX system, TRX straps? Yes. Okay. They are the most incredible things and I suggest everyone get some TRX because the human body weight is the hardest thing to push and pull. Okay, so if you can move your own body weight and that's what this helps you to do. So you're using really your own body weight. With the way the straps are, you can adjust the straps high and low as you want them to. So if you're new to it, you can start them up higher where 
up higher means that it's using less of your body weight. And then progressive time goes to the point, like if you were doing a push-up on it, for instance, you might start with your hands up here, and then as time goes, you're more par parallel to the ground. I keep messing with this thing. So the TRX system is a great thing. Um, there's, I would take the, the um, TRX straps to um, in Colonial Heights to one of the schools where they had the track and the bleachers and the football field. Okay. So between doing a lot of um, drills on the track and um, the football field, running the bleachers, um, I'd strap up the um, TRX straps to the bleachers on the back of them, and I'd do things there. I use a lot of resistant bands. Yeah. And so there's different color bands, and each color represents more resistance. Right, right, right. So, you know, you can get a lot out of bands because with bands, you're keeping that constant resistance because it's rubber and you don't want it to fly back. So if you're using the bands properly, the bands are an incredible tool to have as well. But take advantage of the schools, like going to the kids' playground and using the monkey bars and stuff and crawling, climbing across them with your hands. Like there's yeah. so much you can do at a playground, seriously. You know, yeah. there's really no excuse to not do anything. I know a lot of people, you know, they claimed the gyms were closed, so they were sitting at home eating crap and gained a ton of weight. Right. Well, that's all choice at the end of the day. Go for, take your dog for a walk, take your kids for a walk. Yeah. You know, parks are still open. Parks are still yeah. open. Well, some were, because I hear a lot in Richmond were closed. Oh, really? Yeah. It, however, the parks around here were open. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I said, there's the, the, middle, the middle school I went to has a big football field, bleachers. I would go there, and there were a ton of people there all day long doing their thing. You know, and you have, whether it's the, the young or the seniors, like there were people there all day long. So take advantage of things like that. Um, but yeah, TRX system and resistant bands, greatest thing to use because you can do so much with them. And again, your body weight is the hardest thing. You know, and for anyone that's um, carrying excess weight, your body weight alone is a lot. So to actually put, you know, when I'm training clients, if I have clients come to me with, for weight loss purposes and they're carrying a lot of body weight. We start out really using their body weight as a lot of um, exercises because it's a lot to be carrying. It's a lot to be squatting with. It's a lot to be lunging with. Right. You know, so, you know, if you're someone that's carrying excess weight, use your body weight. Just be mindful and protect your body because, again, that's a lot of weight you're pushing down on your joints. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, <sighs> I exercise more than people give me credit for. I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, however, I refuse to change my dietary needs. Um, <laughs> I will eat Mennonite pie for breakfast because that's what I had and that's what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> I will drink alcohol instead of orange juice. Orange Jubilee, Citrus Celebration, orange juice. It's the same, <laughs> it's the same thing. I'm not going to change it. But that also means that you know, I had to walk up my three flights of stairs an extra twenty times, uh, holding boxes because I had cake for breakfast. So you gotta, you gotta, oh no, oh no, you you gotta, you gotta keep a balance. Like I've been fat uh, since I was about three years old. Same. However, don't have diabetes, so I'm, I'm still good. Congratulations. Don't have the hypertension, still good. Uh, but I know when I get too fat. Um, you know when you gotta use like a washcloth on a stick to mm -hmm. take like a shower. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the limit. I think. I think when I hit that point, um, 
your boy gonna go on a diet for real like a serious one but i ain't there yet i'm still fighting it <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm good you know what i mean i i'm hanging in there i, I can mean, i can bend left and right right i can still touch my toes yeah. uh and i can still go up all three flights of stairs without having to take a break and catch my breath like i'm killing uh, it oh you better I'm, be I'm, I'm winning right now look the imax uh steps get me every time i feel like rocky when i make it to the top yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do the pose and everything. <laughs> if, you, if you ain't celebrating, you ain't winning. Right? You know, like, facts. Facts. <laughs> now, 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 bodybuilder Michelle, the, the, the next question I have for you, and we, because we got some super important, uh, very poignant, um, important for society to hear questions. But also, I have some very loose, I've been drinking questions because I got in a weird zone last night. Um, I, I hit the Orange Jubilee by a little hard, and I decided there's some things that I just gotta know, uh, and I don't care if anybody uh, else wants to know. I gotta know. How much do you bench? I need to know. <laughs> I think that's too personal. Is that too personal? <laughs> no, because no, it's gonna be an impressive number. I want to hear it out loud, man. Fair, fair. <laughs> the um, most I've ever bench press is 150, um, which bench pressing is not my thing. It sounds crazy, but it's not my thing. I hear. I think that's more of a guy thing. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, when I I don't focus on my on chest. I'm not a big focus on chest at all. Um, when I do chest, I go more more to higher repetitions and stuff. Okay. But bench press is a man's thing. It's a guy's thing. How much can you squat? I've squat as much as two thirty. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm. That's the question. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. I'm glad you brought it up because. That that is some important information though. I'm glad I know now. I just wanted to know if you could beat up my uncles or not. Like I, the answer's yes, but but I I wanted to know ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? Just so I could get a, a level of output, uh, somewhere to balance and compare. Right? Uh now the next the next question brought to you by Orange Jubilee, right? This whole podcast is sponsored by Orange Jubilee. Orange Jubilee. God, I wish it was. What is Orange Jubilee? What is Orange Jubilee? Oh, All here right. we go. So there's this drink that came out uh, forever ago called MD 2020. People say it stands for Mad Dog because when you drink it, you look in the mirror and it says "Goddamn." Right? <laughs> History with herb. <laughs> uh, but they had a flavor that come came out within my lifetime called Orange Jubilee. Okay. And uh, MD 2020 never used to be a good thing to drink. It's not my favorite thing to drink. It's like it's one of those things where it's like five bucks and it's giant, a giant bottle of it. You know, and it, it's just a fruity flavored thing. Like a fifteen percent wine cooler or something. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to explain, but <laughs> but now Orange Jubilee exists and it's delicious. <laughs> but if you chug it really fast, it's like you had a whole bottle of vodka or something. It's crazy. Like oh you pass out. Oh my god. Uh, but it, it's a wonderful time. It definitely gets you <laughs> dancing right. So, <laughs> so the, the other the other question <laughs> that's a little bit off topic, but I still want to know. Um, I heard that when the competitions happen, right, when the bodybuilding competitions happen, that there's different categories, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what was your category? And after you answer that question, I have a completely strong follow-up question that I don't think you're expecting, but but I still want to ask, but go go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I, did the, the, I did figure, and... Um, like now they've got so many more um, on the list. 
but you had bikini, you had figure, you had um, bodybuilding. Is when when I first started, that's all they had, and now they've got bikini, wellness, figure, physique, and bodybuilding. I think that's what it is now, and so. Um, I started with figure because um, there was a um, competitor back in the day. And, um, well, this was probably in the early 90s is when she started, I think. I could be off on that. Um, but anyways, her name is Monica Brandt. And to me, she was the epitome. Like, there's this beautiful woman that um, carried all this muscle and she still was able to keep her femininity and that was important to me um i didn't want to go to bodybuilding in itself um because I, again i just wanted to continue to keep my femininity i am um, the bodybuilders um and unless you're a natural bodybuilder the um bodybuilders that are cycling anything you know whether it's steroids or there's a long list of things i could go through that you know, they start having more of that masculine jawline. Um, you know, just all kinds of weird things happen, and I didn't want to go that route. Um, so I made this decision to stay with um, with um, figure. Now, when I started with figure, um, it was you had your um, all this muscle, but yet you still had, you know, you still look very feminine. Now it's over the years, it's changed dramatically that to the point, unless you do natural uh, competitions, um, everybody's taking something. And I went through my career staying as a natural competitor. However, I competed in, a comp in competitions that were open to whatever. And the reason I chose that route is because I like competition. Right. I don't want to get on stage where there's just three to five people and you finished within the top five and you're two, three, you beat out just yeah. a couple of people. I, you know, yes, it's a competition with myself, but it's also the, you know, you, you get that drive when you see all these women on there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so um, I made the choice to stay within that organization. Um and on the stage, the most I had on the stage with me was close to 40 women. And yes. I've always stayed within the top five. Okay. Um, so I'm knock wood. <laughs> um, and I've been, and the way my physique was built up by the trainer that I had was to give me a really good symmetry. Symmetry is considered the shoulders, waist, hips ratio and um, I've always had wider shoulders my waist will get down to an easy 21 inches when I'm on the stage and then so all you see is quads um, throughout my journey there were times where I should have um, placed first mm -hmm. but back then when I first started they to I kept having being told by the judges over and over and over you should go into bodybuilding because you're quad dominant because of these huge legs. Well, now the huge legs are the thing. So yeah. the times yeah. have changed. So like over the years, I would do crazy training 
whether it's pushing a car through the parking lot at the gym while my trainer sat at it and thought it was the best thing in the world <laughs> to build up my legs and then doing a lot of running trying to get them back down because now the judges say they're too much. So it's, you know, when you're getting feedback from the judges, you're constantly having to adjust things. Now the females are, they look awesome, but I mean, you know, they're taking something because women are not meant to look like that. Right. What, so what supplements do you take? If you take any, um, my supplements, <laughs> um, consist of not much. Um, I use protein powder. Right. I use MCT oil for my essential fatty acids. Okay. Um, I have used um, caffeine pills um, mm -hmm. in the mornings with my morning cardio to try to get my heart rate up to burn more. Um, there's L-carnitine. Um, just basic stuff that you can get at Vitamin Shop. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, and I've tried to stay true to that throughout my career. Um, with all the issues I have going on, you know, with the spondylitis and the rheumatoid, the fear of taking something, because there's many times that I wanted to, but the fear of it, um, was, took, it was more than, um, going through it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Cause I couldn't take the chance of that causing more issues within oh, my okay. body. Right, 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 right. And... I was already fighting one battle. I didn't want to add to the battle I'm fighting. Right. So. I, I would say the fact that you knew yours was out of necessity and not just a want uh, probably made your fitness routine that much more superior compared to a lot of other people's because you couldn't just throw a random chemical in without uh, risking, like losing yeah. your body yeah. entirely. Um, healing properties of turmeric for everybody that don't know that's that's the answer uh yeah. now i the follow-up questions <laughs> i ain't forget i know i know i've been yeah i want to know i've been said. sipping a lot I'm but I, yeah I, it's very important because i'm a big fan of she-hawk so i gotta know okay so she-hawk okay you familiar like, with she-hawk uh-uh i like where this is going she-hawk I, I got a sequitur all right so she-hawk uh -huh. is uh it's it's the incredible hawk has a cousin Right, mm -hmm. who's also a lawyer, and yep. um, comic books are awesome. She gets she gets in an accident, right? She she's she's dying. Mm -hmm. uh, she has to get a blood transfusion, and the only person they can get is Banner, you know, mm -hmm. her, her cousin. So uh, she gets infused with the Hulk's blood, radioactive, came came irradiated blood, <laughs> and she can transform into originally the Savage She Hulk, which uh, when she discovers that she can can kind of control her mental state, mm -hmm. um, she likes being. Uh, a seven foot tall um physically imposing woman yeah um because she was very mousy before mm -hmm. and she was a lawyer yeah so she was yeah, like yeah. i already got the brains but now i got the brawn to go with it yeah. right and she often stays in that form most often and um half of the comic is literally her just dealing with like being a single female lawyer while keeping an impressive physique so like one panel you know she's beating up like uh the absorbent man and then the next panel she's like being a defense lawyer uh in the courtroom and then the next one she's like going out for drinks with her friends like on some sex in the city type stuff and it's mm -hmm. it's, yeah. That's true. it's amazing <laughs> to me uh <laughs> no, like, that is one of the most forward-leaning comics yeah ever 
Like it's really dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got I got we we'll check it out after the podcast. But okay. you'll love it. Uh, <laughs> you will. I'm sure you will. So so uh the question I had about about competing, right? So knowing that there are particular categories that you can go into, right? Is there a category now I don't the sky's the limit. Because in my mind, I want a talent category. Like, I want to see somebody up there belting out some tunes and seeing if their ab muscles really are improving, you know, their their range. That's what I want to see, right? Okay. Uh, you, you you ever watch, like, um, like Miss Universe and stuff, and they're, like, they like yeah. throwing batons and doing, doing sleight of hand magic? Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. I, that's, like, my favorite part is uh just watching a beautiful woman do sleight of hand magic real quick. Like, sure. that's just dope. Sure. So I always wanted to say, what would that be like? Except, you know. With bodybuilders? Yeah. Like, everybody was a bodybuilder? Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they just, like, you know, can belt out some show tunes real quick. Like, <laughs> I just thought that would be phenomenal. Um, so personally, if I had to add a category, it would be talent. Right? I just want, I want to see somebody tap dance real quick. Like, yeah, cool, your deltoids are, like, super huge, but can you tap dance? Like, that's what I want to know. Right, so if they could, you could add any one category, no matter how ridiculous or absurd it is, what would it be? One category. One category. That's an amazing question. Like it's really good. That's I, that's bro, I've been thinking about it like for that's, a while now, like for like two weeks. That's a for absurdity <laughs> exclusive, people. why you think i'm going to say that i've like equated bodybuilding and wrestling together for years so i think some type of like wrestling competition would be interesting yo uh who has the best wrestling skills like who who has the best showmanship or who yeah. has the best like physical technique for wrestling i mean maneuvers? like probably showmanship because some of them bodybuilders like can't move see yeah, that's true i'd go ufc like oh actual like fist fight like real fight mm. oh that's crazy yeah. <laughs> probably get somebody killed hey yeah. look it, it, it'll it'll stop people looking for show muscles i mean though, yeah that's for sure they're gonna get gassed out real quick yeah because then then it's gonna be all who who's got the leanest most flexible muscles at yeah. that point yeah Ain't gonna be no go more ufc with out. that yeah. oh yeah i love it it's all right it's, dude, <laughs> it's a lot of prayer for one here to quitters <laughs> See, like, uh, okay. all right so so to, so to recap for the world because i need y'all to go ahead and petition after this anybody listening uh to change all bodybuilding competition to include our personal categories uh i would greatly appreciate it um we want to see more talents right so if i can see somebody you know quickly do a rubis cube in each hand uh something like that while while also you know doing like some leg presses that would be dope um if we could see some proper showmanship maybe some sort of soap opera type storyline to go with it maybe some acting chops I mean, right that'll, that'll cover the wrestling aspect of it i mean yeah you know, Triple H may not be my favorite wrestler, but he sure does get the story pumping. He does. Uh, and if we could possibly see some genuine, real hand-to-hand -hand combat, jujitsu, fist fighting rallies, I need I need to see if uh, if hitting the gym oh. can make you take a punch. That that's what that's where we're at right now. They do have the. I'm a, I can't remember. I forgot about it. They have the fitness um, division. They don't have it as much as they used to because it seems to be dying. It seems it's died out quite a bit. Now the fitness division means that the women, when they go on stage, they go on looking. They look like figure women, right. like I would. However, they have to have routines, and their routines is more a combination of dance and gymnastics. 
Get okay. at it. Yeah. And it's actually very beautiful, especially if you have, there's, um, I'm going to, I'm dropping her name right now because I have her on my Facebook. Um, and she was the top one for years. She's, is she Russian or she's somewhere out there? There's a good chance she's Russian. And yeah, she probably. is gorgeous, like absolutely gorgeous. But to watch her on stage was one of the most beautiful things ever. Okay. And she would post her, um, um, prepping routines for um, um, doing, you know, whatever her routine was on right. stage. And this woman would literally work her feet to bleed. It's crazy. Because she combined ballet, gymnastics, and dance. Oh, that sounds Russian. I'm like, yeah, that does I would have to, I'd, when we're like done, torture. I'll pull her up and show you. She's gorgeous. And, um, you know, she carried all this muscle, and she had the best flexibility. And Oksana, Oksana. Oh, that's definitely Oksana Bayou. No, no. Okay, <laughs> I just made that sure. up. No, that's a real person, but I don't remember where I know her from. Okay, because I'm Oksana I've been Grishin. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real name, though. It's it, it, for sure. It's nineties pop no, culture. No, no, no. Hundred percent. Um, have you ever tried CrossFit? No, I I really don't desire it i don't like it um good work cro crossfit <laughs> crossfit is one of those things i'm as a trainer and as an athlete um form is everything to me uh, and crossfit is one of those things that there really isn't any form people try to tell you there there isn't and unless you have a trainer that is well versed in um you know, being able to do that kind of activity and keep proper um, form, which most of them really don't care. They're just wanting to load and load and load and load their bodies. Um, people have gotten seriously hurt and can get seriously hurt. Right. Because you have some of the most out of shape people doing um, CrossFit because it sounds exciting. They've been told how exciting it is. And the idea for anyone to be lifting and pushing or pulling that kind of weight is an incredible thing. Right. But if you're not using proper form, you're going to blow out your back. You're going to tear your rotator cuff. You're going to do something to hurt, injure yourself and you'll never get back to that place again once you have an injury like that. So I really don't promote um, CrossFit at all. It's, it's yeah, it's not... It's a cult. You can say it. I don't know if we're allowed yeah. to say it. I don't know if you're allowed to say it. Actually, I'm allowed to say it. CrossFit uh, feeds on people who want a better, more exciting workout. And I got to tell you. Um, they turned it into like a sport. Yeah, It's bro. a sport of working out. It's kind of weird. And like, I, I've never seen anybody who is genuinely healthy. Like, you talk to all these people that are like living to be 105 and can, and can still run a marathon. Uh, none of them have been like. Well, I, I lifted tractor tires uh, my entire life, and that's how I got here. Okay, well, what we're seeing is uh, Michelle is showing us is Oksana. That's yeah. that's that's what I need. <laughs> There's, I'll show you some more pictures, but she's absolutely stunning. I'm uh, I, I I've been. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like her legs are so. Like, my arms are. Wow. Hey, so listen, uh, I ain't trying to get the creep face on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, she's just an incredible athlete. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, boy. That's 100% what it is. Uh, I was very impressed. 
Hey, yo, your wife is definitely going to listen to this, right? Hey, she know me. You know what? Oh, all right. You know what? I have a great appreciation for the human body, men or women. Right. And like I said, you know, with the journey I've been on, whether it's as an athlete, whether as a personal trainer, um, whether it's someone that was trying to save their own life, um, I've seen some incredible physiques over the years. And you can't help but appreciate it. And if you can't look at them and appreciate that, it's just, no, seriously. I get it. But Herb is just looking at me like he's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. You You're not to, wrong. You I just appreciate it. Like, that's I, a bodybuilder Michelle told you so. To develop and build your body like that, whether you're a man or a woman. And even for anyone, you know, you know, people are so funny about, you know, athletes taking this, whether it's NFL, um, you know, um, hockey, baseball, the list goes on, or just bodybuilding. In spite of people that choose to take supplements in order to um, grow and develop, they still have to put in the work. Right. Point blank, period. Because you can, I know people that are in the gym taking things on a regular, and trust me, you can't tell. They're wasting their money. Right. So, seriously, <laughs> you know, so you have to be serious about it. If you think you're going to be taking some stuff and it's going to lean you out, make you look like this, no. You still have to watch what you eat because it's a supplement. In order for it to do what you need it to do, you have to behave in a certain manner, and which is eating properly, drinking your water, um, working out consistently, doing your cardio. So you still have to put in a lot of work, you know, so... You know, it's a choice I made because for health reasons why I didn't go that route, because trust me, it was tempting. But um, it's you still have to work for it. You just do. And either way, it still makes for an incredible body, whether you're natural or you're taking anything. Yeah. I, I do got to say, uh, cause I, I don't know if everyone else has looked at our analytics, but I have. Uh I'm, I've not known for them to have a category for non-binary uh, bodybuilding. However, I would support it if they did. Uh, I would be curious to what it looks like. Me too. But I think it would be fire because I like a good competition. I don't care mm -hmm. what it is. World's Strongest Man, World's Strongest Woman. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. They're not the same, by the way, for those who are unfamiliar with bodybuilding competitions. They're not the same at all uh, mm -hmm. because... I've seen some of those some of those guys doing the competition that look like um, they just look like a neck like they they <laughs> like if you uh, if you guys have ever been to McDonald's as a child as a character called Grimace. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Uh, shout out to McDonald's. Don't sue us. Um, <laughs> was a character called Grimace and it's just like his head and then it goes this way. And then it connects to his shoulders, right? Right, because his neck is just like well, that wide, right? Very Bill Goldberg looking. Uh, yeah, like Juggernaut's helmet. Like, yeah, like it's just, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. one <laughs> top of the head to the shoulders. And uh, so these guys lift cars and move fire trucks and um, do the Atlas stones and, and like there's a thing where they just hold axes for no reason. They just hold great axes to look and, cool. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I felt like that's the part. That's the I mean, obviously, topic. it's literally about like how cool can you look doing this ridiculous task? It's yeah. it's not like bodybuilding is about like genuinely uh, making sure you've gotten like a proper equal amount between all your body like muscular systems, and and like you know a particular look you're going for. And for that, it's just like, hey, look, 
I just want to be the best at holding the axes. So yeah. my arms is crazy Pure. and the joints are like punching bags Pure. and I got little legs <laughs> and I'm going to stay here, bro. And then there's other dudes that's got like, you know, scrawny necks, but they like, man, all I've ever wanted to do is just push a fire truck for like 20 yards. So they just got <laughs> monster legs and it's not the same competition, but it's just as exciting to watch. Uh, the martial arts competition where this guys poking holes in soda cans with their fingertips. Like, I want to watch that. The lumberjack <laughs> competition. You seen, uh, you seen my man, like, you know, they need to carve a teddy bear out of wood with a chainsaw and then, like, how fast it can change the chainsaw blade, which is the most impressive. If anyone's ever changed a chainsaw blade, if Bishop listens to this, he'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, it takes forever. It sounds my dangerous. God, it is. Cause, cause, you gotta like turn on the catch, but if you did it wrong the first time, uh, it could just like fling out and and, and like decapitate you. Yeah. Um, I think I just lost my pinky thinking about it. Yeah, and, and nobody <laughs> has yet to figure out a safer way to do it other than it's gotta take like three hours or it could take two minutes. I'm gonna just pay but somebody. You could possibly lose your arm. I'm gonna just pay somebody to do it. It's fine. I mean, they they got that. I'm I'm okay with my place in life. They got that. I just have money. I, I was I was uh, I'm not the most masculine person, but money solves well, a lot of things. Well, I don't think masculinity masculinity is is an ideal. I think I think the way society has worked this out for what masculinity and what femininity is is very strange. Which is right. I'm, I'm bringing it back to the bodybuilding conversation. We talked about it. Go ahead. Right. We're talking about uh, women get too big and they start getting that, that strong jaw look. Right so i've noticed what happens then is uh in order to keep up with what society expects right then it's just wearing wearing like ridiculous shades of lipstick all the time and then like <laughs> what i don't i don't know if you i don't know if you've seen like the the um some some of the bodybuilder women who who are going straight for bulk right okay they're just massive okay all right you remember uh you like wrestling. You remember China? Yeah. Yeah. You remember jazz? Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember what they did to look more effeminate? Was just wear super ridiculous bright red lipstick. Yeah. And and give themselves uh, hilarious bangs. Yeah, I was about to say they had like really wild wigs and stuff. and and just be half naked. <laughs> like and yeah. then that was like the key because like no matter what happens, you're like, oh no, that's a woman because all oh, that's going on, right? They were doing like purple um, lighting when they came out. Right. Every single time. And then it was like butterflies in their like name yeah. titles. Yeah. So that you weird. remembered like, oh, this is a very feminine thing. But <laughs> at the same time, uh my favorite my favorite female wrestler who was also a a competitive bodybuilder was Beth Phoenix. Yo, she was legit. The Glamazon. She was legit. I was in love with Beth Phoenix. <laughs> but when I'd say I still follow her on like Twitter Edge and, will fight and like you. Instagram. Huh? Edge will fight you, that is his wife. Bro, let me tell you, I know I can beat that dude, bro. Spear you right now. I can beat Edge in a fight, in, a, a, in a street fight. Yeah, of course you yeah, can. Yeah, because I'm the... But I'm just saying. Bro, if I have two bottles of Orange Jubilee, <laughs> I can light that man up. Jubilee. I'm talking about body slam. My high school wrestling career versus that man's uh, 20 years of experience, and I got him, all right? My two years versus his 20, tear him up. I feel like you could just offer him the Orange Jubilee and make a new friend. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he tired, he tired, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he like tired. he wants to sit down a little bit. Uh, but yo, just cause of his sunglasses he used to wear, like 
I slapped them things off his face. But uh, <laughs> so disrespectful to Ed. So when I when I steal Beth Phoenix from him, right? <laughs> so I look at uh, old images of her. It's like when she was bulkier, right? When she was competing, and then she got into wrestling, and and like she she leaned some of her muscles out and went more natural. Right. And then she she made a whole like a little a shorter book, right? It said it was all about um, it was all about like women's fitness and like adhering to like that that feminine standard and how like while she was trying to bulk up to seem less weak right as she puts it and then to to maintain that feminine standard like she had to do more and more um like augmentations i guess i'll say to her appearance right to like taping her breast up and weird stuff like that like to to give off this more feminine look and then she realized she could just go be herself right and just let her natural like femininity exude itself and then when when it was all said and done people just know like people just know it's just like you were saying like bench pressing is a man's thing like squats is a woman's thing like it inevitably wherever you stick to when you're not worrying about what other people are looking for that's what's gonna really show up and it, and it's something I, I look at all the time when I look at these competitions because I actually do watch I, I watch bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. I uh, I Herb got a lot of hobbies. Everybody, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> I know that about me. But I, your boy will watch any competition. Uh, I don't care if it's ice skating, ice sculpting. I will watch it. Like I'm I'm there for it. What's the one where uh, they slide the weight across the ice? Curling? Yeah. Bro, let me tell you something about women's curling. Uh, <laughs> in the Winter Olympics, I'm a huge fan. Every time Canada get down, I cheer for them. I know I'm supposed to be cheering for the U.S. But you got to need Trader, a backup bro. country, bro. Canada be getting it. No, U.S. women's curling is literally just women from Minnesota and, and like, women who actually spent 90% of their life in Canada but was born in America. I it's normally, still Canada. I root for Jamaica when I don't root for the U.S., but... Ain't no Jamaican curling team. I looked. I understand <laughs> that. I'm just saying in general, you said they had a backup team. I root for Jamaica. That brings another question up. It's a wild tangent, but yeah. No, no, no. That's perfect. I'm glad you brought it up. There, There's a rumor in the world. I don't know if how true it is. About to find out. But somebody told me that you were Jamaican. Are you from Jamaica? Yes, sir. That... You heard it here first. <laughs> Herb Saturday with Alex and Herb Podcast. Another exclusive. Uh, how? How Jamaican? <laughs> I need to know, like, what, I need to know, like. The fraction? You go there. No, you go there every summer. Like, what's happening? Like, I need to know. Like, I'm Puerto Rican, but like, I am in Puerto Rican because I was six years old. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm eat right and get yelled at and drink rum Puerto Rican. I'm not, I'm oh. not like, uh, you know, li- living in the swamp. That was Iguana. a family. That was some of the people at a family reunion. That's see. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I love to see right here. Uh, for, I still have. I still have a lot of um, mainly cousins, aunts, uncles if, um, that are out in Jamaica. My both my parents. That's where they were born. That's where they were raised. Um, there's um, six of us, as in kids, and the first five of us were born there. Um, my last brother was born in Canada. So I went from Jamaica to Canada and now here. That's two of my favorite places in America. <laughs> that works I love that. Now, now when you, you watching the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. You cheer for Jamaica or you cheer for the U.S.? I never cheer for the U.S. I'm sorry. 
Never, ever. Hey, it's okay. Wow. It's, it's okay. I can't think of the last time I cheered for the U.S. Basketball, uh, man. Puerto Rico. I cheered for Puerto Rico. Why would you do that to yourself? Um, Because they actually made it further than the U.S. the last time. Do you, okay. know, you know the last time the U.S. basketball team was really was really tearing it up? Was when they had the dream team. I mean, obviously. Who won? Who won last year? Who won last year? Who won? I don't know. I didn't who watch won? the Olympics. I didn't have to yeah, Not the Olympics, but who won basketball last year? Come on, FIBA, or what? What are we talking about? Talking about the NBA. My Toronto. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I knew she, oh. she was gonna go there because I, I, I didn't want to. That's I, where I was raised. I was trying to avoid <laughs> that too. No, uh, I didn't want to address it because. A lot of hilarious things happen, and then they dismantled that team like soon as. You would also have to so. give credit to Drake. <laughs> I, and I, I'm not giving credit to Drake. We're not bringing this back up twice in a row. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how you feel about the Toronto native um, Aubrey, uh, also known as Drake, but uh, Jersey Drake Rogers, they call him. He's got um, his big house there in Toronto. <laughs> you you ever been there? I've never been to the house. Yo, there. that house is nice though. You can't hit on that house, hurt. Don't hit on that house. It's Listen, nice, man. It's a museum. Listen, to all I, things Drake. I would, I would go right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't go, but I would go specifically with the intent. Of Still, there's something at his house. No, nah, I wouldn't oh. even being a jerk. <laughs> I wouldn't even like if I was if I had my homeboy whose name I can't say on the show. 100. percent That's what we do is take something of value. That is. Um, but if I'm if I'm maintaining my my non criminal activity life that I have now, what I would do is I would go and just be real pompous and arrogant about dumb stuff like I, like I, my life was better but it ain't that ain't real, that ain't real <laughs> gold that ain't like, real gold I'm like oh that's the toilet baby you be using bro. okay <laughs> okay don't nobody need a thousand get out of my food line alright <laughs> like, that's like I'll be looking at my man's fridge like oh that's the sweet chili brand you be using bro. I won't even rock with that where I'm from that's gold. crazy is that gold flakes in your hummus who needs that <laughs> right. who needs that I don't need that what's that what's that just Texas Pete you ain't got the big bottle. You got the little joint. You ain't got the Louisiana. What What if you want a different kind of fried chicken tomorrow? You got to mix them up. Can't have the same heat all the time, bro. You got a chef. I don't think that even matters. Right? <laughs> Listen, his chef might not even know how to. He might be ordering takeout. He'd never know. <laughs> wow. He, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't I mean, know. Listen, if you don't cook it yourself, you don't know where it came from. I like he'd be in the kitchen with his chef talking to him. That's how Typhoid Mary happened. Like, they, just, they hired a chef. <laughs> And she was whipping it up, sneezing all in the soup, and and oh my digging God. her booty and putting it all in the sandwiches. And then they Put got sick and died. And they kept her on an island by herself for like decades, because they was like, "Yo, will you please wash your hands before you cook?" And she was like, "Never." And said, like, "I'll be staying on this island by yourself." Yo. And then they found a dog that had the same like typhoid trait, where like it didn't show symptoms, but it could pass it on. They okay. sent the dog to go live with her. And then she ended up killing a dog, man. It was like, yo, lady, hey. wash your hands. She refuses. And that is why we call it her absurdity, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a tangent, but it's all correlated. I guarantee you and promise you, this is a health and fitness episode. If you have typhoid, please go to the doctor, get checked out, wash your hands before you cook your meals, everybody. <laughs> Very important to prevent the spread of typhoid fever, all right? I know it's an old problem, but it's still a problem nonetheless, okay? People are talking about COVID a lot, but we're forgetting about influ influenza and asthma and, and, and HIV and Ebola. Influenza. Like we, huh? Zima is, I think, a skin disease. Influenza. what'd I say? You said influenza. It's, no, you said influenza, but influenza is the actual disease. Influenza sounds like some skin condition. 
Eczema. I got eczema. Yeah, I think you combine the two, but you can't spread eczema though. You just gotta put like a lotion on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some type of cream. What, what was I yelling about before that? Uh, typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary. <laughs> Wash your hands, people. All right. I went to I went to the Petersburg uh, trading outlet. Right. And the lady comes out. And she says they don't care if you wear your mask. And I couldn't tell if she was telling me to wear my mask. Or that I should just take it off because they didn't care. And I was very confused. And then I was like, but listen, though, it says mulch is four for 10. So is it individual pieces of mulch or is it bags of mulch? And I couldn't tell because they have them in little cubbies so you could sample the mulch before you buy it. Right. Right. So I'm like, any place that sets out things for you to put your hands into, um, probably don't care. Probably don't care about the spread spread of disease. I mean, probably not. Probably no. not. I'm gonna uh, segue out of this and ask uh, Michelle: <laughs> Would you would you recommend bodybuilding to other women, regardless of whether they may have a health condition or just something to do for a competition or free time? Would you recommend it to them? Absolutely. I mean, everyone. This everybody is is vain. Everyone is vain to some degree. Right. Okay. So if you are in. There's more to it than just putting on some makeup. I mean, it doesn't matter how pretty the face is. You know, if that body's just falling apart and looking ratchety, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's an honestly, it's a beautiful thing. And I say this over and over, whether it's men or women, as to what um, the human body can do. It really is an incredible thing. You know, I've had... Over the years, both men and women, you know, they'll compliment me about this, this, and this. And they'll ask questions, but no one wants... It's At the end of the day, it comes down to um, determination, discipline. Because mm -hmm. no one wants to do the work for it. They want it, but they don't want to do the work for it. Right. You know, so that's... But it is. It's It's an incredible feeling that you get. It's, it's almost empowering, you know, to know that you can push or pull this weight. You can squat this. You can... You know what I mean? This yeah. is an incredible feeling. For me, it is. You know, but I've been an athlete my whole life. So for me, competition and all that is, I thrive on it. You know, that's the world I came from. So going into bodybuilding, you know, after having my kids and everything, you know, it was just an awesome experience. But it is. I think everyone, whether men or women, should try it at least once. Seriously should try it at least once because it it honestly it not only does it teach you discipline but honestly you'll be praying to god every day you really will <laughs> <laughs> you become very spiritual you really do because it does it, it tries you in many ways um and you know you have to continue to stay focused and disciplined i can't stress that enough and people nowadays they're just they're undisciplined. Yeah. They really are. You know, and it doesn't matter um, what generation you're from. People are just very undisciplined. And so being able to put yourself in that and go through the journey, it teaches you a lot about yourself. That you never thought, you know, things that you never thought you were capable of doing. So it really is an awesome experience. Um, you know, and if you decide to do something like that, make sure you're finding someone that is well versed in um, nutrition because there's some crazy people out there that's doing some crazy stuff 
you know, I don't believe in depleting carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. I talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no get, get into it. I want, I want to hear all the crazy, oh, boy. Get, well, we're not talking about, bre- you know, cake for breakfast. And would you call that pie? Oh, I had Mennonite lemon pie. So there's a, there's a country <laughs> store down the street from my domicile, right? And it is, uh, it's run by Mennonites. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like Mennonites. And uh, so I get really excited when I get in there because it's got all these, you know, it's like farm food and stuff, right? Like homemade everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, people in bonnets and, and, and like, you know, classic beards. And I just, I love it so much. And it is the hypest country store that i've been to in a long time i need to find out who where that is because i love mennonites Den- dinwiddie virginia uh <laughs> quote unquote downtown downtown dinwiddie virginia everybody um if you've never been to a mennonite store and you're anywhere on the east coast come on down to dinwiddie virginia it's the route one country store um with some of the most polite enjoyable mennonites you've ever experienced yeah oh i hey. went there for um a christmas ham Really? Nice. That's been a nice. Really? Herb, I need you to I go can... and get a sponsorship. <laughs> if you gonna promote them, I'm gonna holler at him. I'm gonna yeah. holler at my homeboy that, that hooked me up with my sandwich yesterday. He seemed really nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I've been there once, and they're actually really nice people. But I never, I went in there specifically looking for something, and I got it and left. So I never really checked out the store. I have to go back. He has zucchini bread. Oh, you gotta get, you gotta get the zucchini bread. You gotta <laughs> do it. It's part, of, it's part of your life now. Like, I mean. If there's ever a place you're going to get that doesn't have, like, too many extra preservatives and nonsense that's going to ruin your diet, it's going to be at the Mennonite store. For sure. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. Their vegetables are mad fresh. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> now, really uh, you were saying, speaking of food and diets, you were saying you had a really restrictive diet. So what what were you eating exactly? Um, every morning for years, I had my oatmeal with egg whites. Um, in my oatmeal, I might put in some craisins or raisins, some cinnamon, and, um, I might put in either some nuts or a little bit of coconut oil for my essential fatty acids. Mm -hmm. Um, and that'd be meal one. Meal two would be generally some sort, some form of, um, animal protein, fish, chicken, um, turkey and vegetables. And either sweet potato or brown rice. No pork? I don't like pork. Okay. I'm not a pork person. Every now and then, maybe not even a handful of times within a year, I might have bacon on a burger. Mm-hmm. But generally, I don't eat pork. I don't like it. I don't like the taste of it. I'm trying to trying to kick that habit. I'm converting to Islam, so. Yeah. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm trying it. I'm trying it. Yeah, I just, I don't understand the attraction to pork. Uh, bacon is amazing. <laughs> like I said, I can eat it maybe a handful of times three four times a year if that right but i don't desire it i i, I understand the attraction of pork and it, uh, <laughs> it brings us to our next question right the attraction of pork comes from uh comes from lack of funds right so pork is one of the most yeah. affordable yeah. creatures to uh have they eat anything they're easy to take care of all you need is dirt and water and like scraps of food and and then they provide a lot of food, whether or not it be great for you, because a lot of times it's fatty. But um, so there's a, a, a systematic dietary oppression that exists um, for lower income areas, right? There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a, a red line and a poverty divide. 
the less your people have, the more trash parts of anything they're willing to eat, right? Yeah. Um, and that's how we're just raised. Uh, now, besides the fact that we have that cultural stigma and that history that we can't really kick in or people really plan on kicking because they just find different and more exciting ways to make chillings instead of realizing, oh. like, maybe they're not the best for you. I eat chillings myself. You know, you put enough hot sauce on anything, it tastes the same. Like, wow. <laughs> that smell is horrible. Yo, my, my Puerto Rican side of the family, like, there's not a pig part you don't eat. So, like, I'll never forget the first time I went to Puerto Rico. It's, like, literally, like, yo, this is today is ears and snout. He was like, all right, oh, yeah. bet. And yeah. that's just literally just collagen and fat. And it's, yeah. like, the nutrient level, yeah. bruh, like, your body probably still craving more vitamins after you eat. Exactly. <laughs> so you're full but not but not fed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you ate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you ate something. You like, ate. Your, your stomach is not empty, but, uh, you're like, you, your organs is like, bro, I don't think this is right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's right. So I mean, you ramen noodles. Like, it's like salt and cardboard is what it is. Uh, so is there is there a way that um, essentially the, the, the most easy way to ask this question, I guess, would be how do you get a proper diet on a budget? Because some people say they can't afford to eat healthy. Um, I notice the more and more I look at organic grass-fed, uh, right, low-pesticide low food, it's, uh, it's like $3 more for some reason. Right? Oh, there's a reason. Oh, I know the reason, too. We ain't going to talk about Monsanto's on the show. show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but is there anything you suggest for people to, to maintain a healthy diet on a budget? Um chicken um thighs and drumsticks take off the skin um chicken thighs really isn't high in fat it's just when you incorporate the um skin on top of it then you know you're having a lot of stuff and then of course what you're seasoning it with mm -hmm. but um chicken thighs is extremely cheap you can buy a huge package of them and they'll last you and the family for a while because and i a lot of the times because i I've eaten chicken breast for so much over the years that I'm at the point that eating it now, I I almost want to gag on it. Mm -hmm. And I really don't like chicken breast. Um, so a lot of the times when I do eat chicken, I will go more towards um, chicken thighs, the boneless and skinless. Um, even if you have the bone in there still, you're still dealing with um, really cheap meat when it comes to chicken. Um, ground chicken, ground turkey, it's really not that expensive either. I mean, you can buy a pound of that for about um, $4, and you can use that. For, that'll go a long way. So um, when it comes to beef, I mean, you want to get more to um, the beef with the lower fat in it. But if you, because of financial reasons, you can't afford the 97% um, fat-free beef, right. buy the regular... 80 some odd and just make sure you're draining off all the juices and the fat when you're done all right you know so everything can be adjusted and modified it's just you got to know what you're doing mm -hmm. um because i have heard that a lot um you know in regards to people saying they don't have the funds to eat this and that you don't have to you really don't um you can go a long way like i said with chicken thighs and the lower they're the higher fat ground meat um, ground chicken and ground turkey, you can get that on sale quite often. So um, you go to a place like Walmart, you can get a big bag of 
um, chicken for nothing. Right. You know, so it's a matter, it's just using wisdom and knowing, you know, how to take away, like, I'll, like, seriously, if I happen to buy any with um, skin on it, I will take the skin off of it. And even with the chicken thighs, you get a lot of those slimy fat all over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I have a kitchen scissors and I sit there and I cut it all off because I can't stand the texture of fat. It grosses me out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you recommend frozen vegetables over fresh vegetables in terms of saving money? Um, either or is fine because okay. the fresh generally is, or the frozen generally is the fresh just, it's been frozen and it'll go a long way as well. Mm -hmm. A big bag of green beans will, is nothing. It's like you can get a big bag of it for a dollar ninety nine. Yep. You know, so, and that'll last you at least a week if you're, if, you know, if you like green beans. Yeah. Um, if you don't like green beans, there's peas. There's so many different things that come in large bags. You can get the, what is it called? California mix. Mm -hmm. that yeah, has yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> carrots and stuff. You can buy a big bag of that in Walmart and it's cheap. Okay. And it'll last you a while. Okay. So frozen vegetables, I use a lot of frozen vegetables just because um, the fresh one, they go bad so quickly. So if you don't use them, you know, um, and then even with greens, you know, you can cook greens, but you just can't put all that stuff in it. You know, people like to do their smoked turkey or their... Yeah. Um, strip of bacon in there. The, the yeah. yeah. You know, so you find ways of using seasoning really well. Um, for me, I use a lot of Mrs. Dash just because to keep my salt levels down. Um, but there's a lot of seasonings out there to flavor stuff with. I got to tell everybody on the podcast, I've never used Mrs. Dash. I've been cooking <laughs> a long time. I actually have no idea what it even tastes like. I wouldn't be able to identify it. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing against it. I don't I don't know. But I, it just occurred to me that um, I, don't, I don't know how they make it. Like, I know uh, you got the Tony Saturay, which is not how you pronounce that. I think it's called Sashir's or something. You know what I'm talking about? Nah, you know the not Tonys? A clue. Not a you clue. know Tonys? No. All right, so <laughs> yeah, this, this is all you heard. There's a little homie with a chef hat, right? Like a cartoon guy with glasses, and he got a chef hat. He like this. Okay. You know what I'm saying he like this on the joint, right? He, he popping with the hands out. Uh, I think it's called Tony Sashir's. It's, it's a very Cajun style seasoning. Um, we call it saturates around here, though. Uh, so Tony saturates, you put on literally anything, um, and it is actually a less sodium, a lower sodium content than Lowry's seasoning salt. And I'm never gonna knock Lowry's because everybody uh, grew up with the Lowry's, but it's not good for you. It's I've never no. said Lowry's is good for you. Lowry's is um, is if you took the highest amount of sodium you could possibly find in one thing, uh, and the flavor percentage to the amount of sodium you get in Lowry's is ridiculous because you need to literally over season your food mm -hmm. for the Lowry's flavor to come out right but Lowry's is also like you get a gallon of it for um for like three three pennies or something like it's it's crazy the pricing of Lowry's is so low because they know it's not great uh but but it'll make anything taste like something if you add enough of it uh last <laughs> thing we gotta wrap up before, before we get there um so <clears throat> I want to say, uh, everybody, um, maintain a proper level of health, uh, a proper level of fitness, Just do what's best for you. Start small, work up your way. Uh, and above all else, uh, I need to just quickly before the show ends, uh, Michelle, do you use any, uh, Jamaican recipes? I need, I need you to pop one out for me real quick. If you do jerk chicken would be most appreciated. <laughs> 
Honestly, jerk chicken is easy because there's um, a seasoning mix that Jamaicans use, everybody uses, called Walker's Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it in Walmart. Okay. Um, you can find it in Kroger's in the international section, and I think you can believe it in, I think you see it in um, Publix as well. Okay. But it's a jar, and it's the Jamaican um, jerk seasoning, and the brand is called Walker's Wood. And it comes in a glass jar, and it has everything in it. All you have to do, the thing is, when you're cooking Jamaican food, okay, I think most island food, is that you don't want your food to be fresh. Fresh in the sense that you season it now and then stick it right in the oven. As Jamaicans, we, ha- we either season it the night before, so it's ready for the next evening, or first thing in the morning, season it, stick it in the fridge, and let it sit for hours. Right. That way the meat is soaking in all the flavors of the marinade or whatever seasonings you're using on it. And a lot of people do that. Um, when doing jerk chicken, we wrap it in foil. And you can either stick it in your oven or stick it on the grill. And it's after, when it's cooked, you can take it out and start letting it brown. But, um, but yeah, don't. The worst thing to do, and it's, it'll never taste the same, is by making it fresh, meaning seasoning it now and cooking it right away. Let your food season it the night before, early in the morning, and then you can cook it la- later on, in, you know, dinner time. But let it sit. Let the, the, all the seasoning marinate into your meat. Same way if you're making curry. Right. Um, doing that the same way. Um, I enjoy making oxtail. Um, I've never personally cooked curry goat. Uh, my dad does it all the time, um, but oxtail I make every now and then because I get a taste for it. And you can get it in Publix, some really good oxtail. They have it in um, Walmart too. It's a little fatty. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But even with the oxtail, same thing. Um, you know, you're using a lot of your um, onions. You can get the um, Scotch bonnet peppers that we use in most grocery stores, and they're fresh. Um, I was raised to make oxtail different than a lot of Jamaicans because they use a seasoning mix called um, browning and I don't like the taste of it. It's got a sweetness and a funky kind of taste to it. My father has always put everything together naturally because I know a lot of Jamaican restaurants, if you don't know, if I go to one of the Jamaican restaurants around here and eat their food, I know they've used browning. Mm. because I know the taste of it where everybody else is like it's really good I'm like no it's not (laughs) (laughs) you know so but yeah if you want um, go look for Walker's Wood Walker's Wood yeah okay and they have it in mild or hot just be careful what you ask for (laughs) 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 because the hot is hot Uh, where can the people find you on the internet Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram Um, just my name Michelle Balcom um, you can find me there easily. Um, I'm not one of those people that, as a personal trader, um, will put a lot of pictures and stuff of my clients. Um, my cl- I've always gotten clients through word of mouth. Um, a lot of the clients that I've had over the years have been actually from Fort Lee. I train a lot of militaries because their bodies are destroyed and tear up, and I'm supposed to put them back together. Um, as a trainer... I do everything from a whole different standpoint than most trainers do. Um, a lot of trainers are here to beat you into the ground. And I take it uh, more from a holistic point of view where I, I literally am building you up from the ground up. You can't start loading the human body with weight if it's not ready. 
Right. Right, um, right. When I first get with clients, I analyze their body. I do some tests with them to see how their movement pattern is, how their shoulder mobility is. Because, again, I can't ask you to do this, this, and this if your body isn't ready to support it. Mm-hmm. So um, I do take everything I do very seriously. I'm not that trainer that if you want someone to pound you in the ground out the gates, it's not me. Because my first and foremost concern is making sure your body is in a place and prepared to be ready to be pounded into the ground when the time comes, I'm going to set you up for success. Right. Not, I've never had a client um, get injured under me and uh, that'll never happen okay. because I communication between myself and the clients, you know, there's a difference between m- muscular exhaustion and muscular soreness compared to an issue with joint or a possible muscle tearing. So I listen to constant communication with my clients. Um, I do cover nutrition and I know how to that, whether it's through um, cost savings or for people that money is not a matter, you know, so I can adjust and adapt. I've worked with um, diabetics. Um, I've gotten people off medication, whether it's for hypertension, um, cholesterol. So I've worked with everybody. I'm not afraid to work with anyone. Um, if someone comes to me and says, this is what I have, if I've never worked with you before, I'm going to research it in and out until I know it all. And that's how I've chosen to conduct myself as a trainer over the years so that I'm able to be there for anyone at any time. I love it. I'm, uh, I'm going to do a special challenge. Uh, every five, every five plays of the podcast we get, I'm going to go ahead and do a mile, uh, whether it be walking, running, skipping, jumping. I don't care. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it in honor of the podcast. Uh, this has been Herb Sergi with Alex and Herb. Uh, my name is Edward Vasquez El Segundo. This is uh, just Alex, <laughs> and we're here with Bodybuilder Michelle. I Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I yes, it's it. been awesome. <laughs> everybody, let that marinate. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackham, or hold his hood for ransom, find his main bitch in this savage, make him trap house dancers, what the others for the family, don't like it, fuck you, pay me, it's for my brother's babies, and my dad is new Mercedes, 16 in the clip, I draw him a nigga, the coroner draw him a nigga, this chopper right here disarm me, nigga, my cutter, I'm arming a nigga, fuck I look like, let you home with my niggas, like you just gonna get away with it, 